Hello and welcome to another edition of the Panthers Tracks podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Williams, joined as usual by my mother's three favorite people, me, myself, and I. We're coming to you from Bank of America Stadium, fresh after a Panthers 22-14 victory over the New Orleans Saints. We're going to break it down in a takeaway style type podcast. Not my usual 10 truths and a lie Monday pod. I'm trying to do this in the way I want to deliver the product to you guys for the rest of the year going forward. Any of you all on Twitter or soon will find out that we have the great Mike K joining the Charlotte Observer on Monday. By the time you hear this, he will have already been going through most of his orientation. So that is going to allow me to put more energy and resources and just more attention to this podcast. Uh, perhaps you'll get me one more day a week. You're going to get me after games. You're hopefully going to get this uploaded, uh, you know, the night of the game or if not early, you know, 6 a.m. Monday morning. You know, we, we want to have this to you guys uh, when you guys are ready to hear about it, which is as soon as possible, right, especially after a game like this. So we'll get back, you know, these these post-game pods, I just want to be a, a open – flow thoughts and and takeaways from from what we just experienced so let's get right to it like I said the Panthers win 22-14 in a thrilling game like even though the Panthers offense before LaVisca Chenault took a flat route a outlet pass a short pass 67 yards to the house before all that went down Baker Mayfield had 76 yards passing. Then LaVisca changed everything. And we're going to get to LaVisca and the offense in a second. But I think the biggest thing to take away from this, and as I said, it was an exciting game because of the highs, right? We're talking defensive touchdown. LaVisca Chenault debut, first catch, 67 yards in the score. Blocked field goals. Jameis Winston throwing deep at the end. A J.C. Horn pick to enter, to end this game. A lot of high points, despite everything happening in between being kind of boring, right? So my biggest takeaway is that the Panthers are undefeated in the NFC South, and people who want Matt Rule fired listening to this aren't going to like that. Panther fans who are confused may not like it, but it's just the reality, you guys. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're three games into a, a long season, and the Panthers are undefeated in the NFC South. The rest of the division was split today. You know, Tampa lost to Green Bay, Atlanta beat Seattle, and then obviously the Saints lost to Carolina. What if the NFC South just isn't that good? You know, what if what all offseason we've been talking about the Panthers' only hope of making the playoffs is the wild card? Why can't they win the division? That might be crazy. Someone might grab that audio and run me back, but you know, obviously I wouldn't put no money on them to win the division at this point, but I'm just saying this is going to be a lot closer than we anticipated. And that's because this is football. You know, this isn't Madden. This isn't fancy football. This isn't preseason prediction football. This is NFL football and the games have to be played before the results are finalized. Right. So you have a division right now that really doesn't know what it is. Um, Tom Brady looks miserable. Atlanta looks frisky. New Orleans, you just saw it. What, what what scares you about New Orleans? Meanwhile, you have a, a Panthers team that seems stout on defense and is abysmal 
on offense aside from one or two explosive plays per game. And like, when I say explosive, I mean, real explosive. You got to think week one, Robbie Anderson, 75 yard touchdown, Christian McCaffrey, 49 yard rush last week. And then this week you get LaVisca going 67 yards to the house on a flare out, man. Crazy. I've never, that was one of the better catching runs I've ever seen live in my life. So my second takeaway is this Panthers run defense is legit. It might be the real deal. I mean, you're telling me you're holding Saquon Barkley, to under 90 yards rushing, and then you're holding the entire Saints offense to under 90 yards rushing. Alvin Kamara, only 60 yards on 15 carries. Uh, you know, these are good ground and pound style teams, teams that can run the ball when they want to. And the Panthers have, you know, I thought it started out suspect. I mean, Alvin Kamara's first run in the game went for 24 yards. Think of that. More than a third of his offense came on his first play. That tells me that this team really focused and found itself at the right time because you see that first run go down and you think, oh, no, Cleveland Browns all over again. At least that's what I thought. And that ended up not being the case. What about the secondary? You know, we've got some questions. Obviously, J.C. Horn getting his second career pick, first one of the inter season. Today to end the game, you know, that was more just like a throw it up type moment. But Chris Olave, you know, nine catches, 147 yards. He averaged 16 a pop. You know, you, you, you had Michael Thomas move the chains multiple times. You know, he only finished with five catches for 49 yards. He didn't finish the game. Uh, and then you have I, I, Traquan Smith, I believe, um, five catches, 104 yards, 109 yards. Let's see that. 105 yards. I'll get it right. Um, I'm worried what this secondary is going to look like when facing a more stout offense. But, like, when is that going to happen? You know, you got Kyler Murray coming up, but that's more of a just defend Kyler some madness and, and unscriptedness more than it is defend any scheme. You got – the Los Angeles Rams. All right, yeah, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford. That's that's scary. San Francisco 49ers, we'll see what they do tonight. Sunday night football. You got Tom Brady, which yeah, you yeah, you're going to respect Tom Brady, right? But you know, I don't think the Bucks is scaring anyone right now. Joe Burrow, they're able to get a victory, their first victory of the year today over the Jets, but I don't think their offense is clicking yet. Baltimore and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson looks nuts, but I mean, he's rushed for over hundred yards in back-to-back -back games. Now I don't think necessarily Lamar, the thrower is what's going to frighten the secondary. It's just Lamar, the package, which I mean that Lamar is one of the best players in football. I no, no if ands or buts about it. Top five player. I mean, he carries that Ravens team. Um, and then before the bye week you get Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. So I don't know, maybe the schedule isn't as scary as we initially thought. Maybe the NFL isn't as, top heavy as we initially thought i just think a lot all these teams are a lot more even than i think we anticipated on um, special teams man game balls go out to all these special teams l wills game balls we need to start that segment uh, impressive impressive showing by chris tamper tapper taper i need to figure that out impressive performance by the special teams blocked field goal johnny hecker was just pin and punts at times you know, 
another missed Will Lutz kick that was set up by a 11 yard Jeremy Chin sack. So there's a complimentary football, right? You had the defense complimenting the offense, or excuse me, the defense complimenting special teams, um, setting up the offense with shorter fields. I don't think the offense is complimenting the defense at all right now. Um, if they're not going three and out, they're scoring in one or two or three plays. Either way you cut it, the defense is playing way too many snaps and the offense is not playing nearly enough. Um, anyone who heard the podcast, the preview pod, or read my game preview knows that you need, in my opinion, between 51 and 55 rushing attempts plus completions in order to be a successful football team. Uh, today, Carolina, I believe, had 37 combined rushing attempts and, or excuse me, yeah, rushing attempts and completions, which is largely because Baker Mayfield went an abysmal 12 for 25. So, yeah, 36. It's just this passing offense is a problem, and that's where we're at right now with the fifth takeaway. The, the Baker Mayfield, it's – I'm not sure what is going to happen next. I mean, obviously, Baker's going to keep starting. Sam Darnold's not going to come in and change anything. You'd think that they keep saying with more time, Baker will become more familiar and more comfortable, and I don't know. Just – I don't know. I know I can't – I shouldn't react to just clips on Twitter, but the Panthers team account put out the team's postgame – speeches and Matt Rule had a lot to say. Brian Burns had something to say. Robbie Anderson had something to say. Robbie Anderson even gave out the game ball after the game to Matt Rule. And there was just Baker Mayfield standing there, you know, locked in, paying attention, loving his friends, loving his teammates, but you know, not not that fiery Baker speech, which for good reason, right? But like, I don't know. This is interesting. It maybe that maybe I don't know. I don't know. Cause Look, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson combined for, let me see here, they combined for two catches for 16 yards on 10 targets, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. That's crazy. But Panthers win the game. It's clear they can run the football. It's really clear they can run the football. I don't think you leave this game thinking they're like one of the best rushing teams in the game from like a like a Lamar Jackson type Ravens put you in uh, tough decision-making positions. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, 25 carries, 108 yards. It's only 4.3 yards per pop. Like, he gets them all the hard way. He's been taking those hits. I don't think anyone's worried about Christian's health until he – randomly pops up again but like you know this is a uh, team that clearly can run the football but they just need to find a way to let the, the passing offense work and just I mean Baker was just off today I just I mean he had some tight windows to throw into but those are as a quarter professional quarterback you got to make those right like and he said it after the game just you know from a ball location standpoint, he didn't have it today. And then I asked him what that, what that said about his feet. And he thought his feet were fine and he didn't feel under pressure. He felt comfortable. So I don't know, you know, Arizona doesn't have this frightening defense. So, but neither did the giants. I don't know, you guys, I don't know. I started to become a lot more optimistic about what this passing offense can look like. And then, I, I mean, Matt rule has said it. If you, can't pass the football you're not going to win in this game and right now carolina can't pass the football 
I, like I, I told Matt Rule after the game, because he is, he said this before, you know, win or lose, your problems are still your problems. They won, but they still have massive problems throwing the football. And I'm not, I don't not, I don't have the answer anymore. I, I thought this was going to be Baker just checking it down to Christian McCaffrey. And he, he just, he just passes up stuff. And I look, I'll be able to give you guys a lot more maybe on Wednesday if I record or definitely in the game preview about what went wrong with this offense because not to sound cliche and coach speak, but I do need to watch the tape. You know, I need to watch the tape and see what happened and then I can give you guys a better idea. But just, you know, optically that was that was bad. They just they, they just can't com- convert a third down. You know, four for 14 again today, under 30%. Turn it over on downs at, at near midfield. I think that was in the third quarter. Like, they just they just aren't a good offense right now. But they got the win, and that's what I hope you fans can enjoy tonight and for the rest of the week. You know, the Panthers scored the first 13 points of the game, 13 unanswered, you know, stuff like that, momentum. But those 13, you know, those two field goals should be touchdowns, and then you're having a very different conversation. Some things to watch for. Um, Dante Jackson's health, um, he's really dealing with some stuff right now. Uh, Came into the game with a hamstring injury was in and out of the lineup with a neck slash shoulder injury during the game. Um, you know, that locker room cleared out pretty quick, to be honest with y'all, uh, as they should in a win, I guess, you know, get out, enjoy your family, soak it in, man. So we'll get more of a rundown and update on the injuries tomorrow, but Dante is definitely one to watch. Um, shout out Derek Brown. That was a great catch. I asked him after the game and several Panthers teammates after the game, Steelers wide receiver George Pickens or Derek Brown when it comes to one-handed catches. And they all, they're they all taking Derek Brown, man. So, I don't know. George George going to have to come out next week because Derek's on his ass, man. Derek, Derek's going for that one-headed crown championship. We shall see. We shall see. Um, yeah, this next game is huge. Looking ahead now. This next game is huge. Uh, you got the Arizona Cardinals coming to Bank of America Stadium. They're one and two after losing their opener to the Chiefs, getting blown out. Uh, then a thrilling comeback from behind victory in, in Las Vegas last week. And then they lost to the Rams at home today, 20 to 12, I believe. Just a low scoring, ugly game. The Cardinals could easily be 0 3 right now. They're going to come to Carolina desperate for a win, but also they just are a team that doesn't really scare you other than their quarterback, which is the most important position. But I'm saying, you know, you swarm him, you have a chance to make this get ugly quick. I'm excited to watch that tape on Arizona, see what we can find out. And yeah, your your Carolina Panthers fans, I'm talking to you, your Carolina Panthers are one and two. And Matt Rule won't be fired this week. I can tell you that. Unless something crazy happens, but you know, we're we're not anticipating anything like that. So Panthers are one and two with a huge game next week to go to two and two. I, I I've been saying it all season, you guys. I look at the NFL calendar, the NFL schedule in four mini races, four quarter races. And theoretically, if you go two and two, you will end up playing meaningful football in December. The Panthers have a chance to get to two and two through this first quarter. That's all. That's all you can do. It's the, that's if you want to have, have a chance to play meaningful football in Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving in December, go two and two each quarter. 
and end up see where you're at when it gets a little colder out. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. Still got a bunch to write. Still got a bunch to review, tape to watch. Sunday night football, Scott and Pell tonight for the rundown. I'm just telling you guys how I live my nights. Um, won't be sleeping until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., but that's how we do it. Then we're back at it again in the morning. Thank goodness I don't have a flight to catch. But we'll get Matt Rule tomorrow around 2 p.m. and we'll be in the locker room after that. So um, keep it locked to the charlotteobserver.com. This podcast was produced by Michaela Holder. I'm Ellis Williams signing off for Panther Tracks. Take care, y'all.